0: You know what I do give a shit about
1: the THPN Global Series contests.
0: Oh yeah, I saw that come through on Slack too, but I didn't <laughs> open it.
1: <laughs> All I saw was uh, assignment. some real disappointment from uh, from Dylan about only like ten percent of the the hosts on our network promoting stuff for us. So uh, we will we will be. Part of the the uprising or whatever I don't know. Uh, yeah, check out the. <laughs> we're,
2: we're just gonna like overthrow the network.
1: <laughs> check <laughs> no, out the THPN Global be- Series contests.
0: yo how goes it welcome to the and Beards podcast episode like 12 or 13 or 11 i don't know there was one that got lost along the way uh my name is drew johnson i'm here with chris gear no cam hasbrook because he's the reason why we lost it's not lost it'll come it'll be found down the line we got lancey
2: here too in his place um i swear i did nothing with cam he was here but i i saw (laughs) him (laughs) off i did not murder him or anything
0: (laughs) That's the reason he had taken a flight down there to the Carolinas. Um, Yeah. How are you guys doing? You guys got anything interesting to drink? Interesting.
1: I wouldn't call it interesting. I've had it on the podcast before, but I'm doing a Montucky cold snack, uh, which I think very cleverly, I I didn't note this last time I had this on the podcast, uh, very cleverly, like prominently says 8% back to local causes. As though to, like, if you're not really paying attention, it looks like it might be 8% alcohol. But no, they just uh, donate 8% of their uh, proceeds. Um, Trying to oversell it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I'm
0: going to get drunk tonight. And then you Uh, have three and you're like, what? I don't.
1: In reality, I'm guessing it's somewhere in the 4.5% range. I don't see it listed. But um, it's just like a real typical lager beer. Uh, got a really cool can it's got a little uh sunset going on uh, a little silhouette of a horse running around um yeah it's it's got that kind of like characteristic metallic taste of like a a, like a classic ale um which like depending on you know how, how you feel about that like that your enjoyment will vary but for me, it like I don't know, kind of evokes the right like feeling of of drinking a beer. Drinkability, 37, tasteability, pretty good for a for a lager. We'll go with like a an 18. Nice.
0: Nathan Horton. We love to see it. Speaking of Nathan Horton, we have a guide that I would hope likes Nathan Horton. It's Lancey.
2: I would hope most Bruins fans like Nathan Horton. I don't know. As long as you don't like the Columbus Zoo. Uh, But Nathan Horton, fantastic guy. I have a fantastic beer in my hands, and it's naturally a Miller Lite because it's the only thing I have in my fridge that isn't months and months old at this point. And uh, yeah, 37s all around as always.
1: They find Pilsner beer. That is right.
0: I myself, Drew Johnson, 781, not going to give the rest away. That's Massachusetts area code, I guess. Uh, you could look that up. Down East, strawberry. Now, this is my problem with Down East. They make a really good blueberry and a really good raspberry. And you can only find them in mixed packs. I also have the strawberries. So the strawberries are always the last to go. Or I give them to Julia, who doesn't mind them. but I'm not a big fan of the strawberries, Not that they're bad, just I don't know. The other flavors I, I like a lot more paired with with a cider, you know.
2: I don't like the fruit, but I did like the music store. There's a throwback if anyone went to Very the cool. <laughs> fruit by the foot. Um
0: we got. Yeah, strawberry. These ring in at five percent always. Um, I mean, still good. Just I don't know. The you know what the strawberry kind of like I don't know what to how to describe it, like the brighter taste at the end, like the kind of like the little aftertaste you get from a strawberry. It's like the sweetness, but it just doesn't pair well that kind of sweetness with the cider, in my opinion. Drinkability of the strawberry one specifically, I'm gonna have to go about a 20 um tasteability 37 though for sure and i'm hosting forgot all right i'm hosting and for this episode we have planned but there's a new captain in town his name is bradley motherfucking martian
1: captain um, underpants baby
0: and he is our leader now um What did you guys, I guess first, what was your reaction, your first reaction when that was announced? Pretty much expected or appalled as some fans around the league are, I'm sure.
2: Well, any day that Boston loves something and everyone else hates it is probably a good day um, because it means something good happened for Boston for once, which I know sounds strange given the last 20 years, but before that, Nothing good ever really happened in Boston sports unless you were the Boston Celtics. But, uh, but we're kind of back to that era now where it's, you know, there's a very small sliver of light at the end of a tunnel that we don't know if we'll ever get out of it because we're in the big dig too. Um, so Brad Marshan being named captain was, was a nice thing to see because as you said, there are fans around the league that are like, what's next? Tom Wilson with the Washington Capitals? And it's like, well, probably, but here's the difference. Brad Marchand is not Tom Wilson. When Brad Marchand does something stupid or annoying, it's just stupid or annoying. When Tom Wilson does something stupid or annoying, it's actually illegal and you know, not great. But yeah. I do have hope that Tom Wilson can change his game and look to a Brad Marchand a little bit more in terms of hey, maybe don't do these things that could potentially end someone's career. And for Marshy, it's great because now you have some of the younger guys that are coming into the league that are going to be frustrated. They're going to do some stupid things that he'll be the first one to be like, hey, look, don't do that. Don't don't do it as long as I did it. Knock it off before you get to 2018. And then, you know, you'll be so much of a better player. And that's also why I like the fact that they brought back Milan Lucic because there's just... Leadership in the halls of the Boston Bruins, regardless of whether or not Patrice Bergeron or David Krejci or Zidane Chara or even there, it's been passed on and passed down, and it's evident that it's going to continue.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I mean in terms of Marshawn and the dirty play early on is in his career, he's thrown a headshot. He's thrown his headshots. He's slew footed, all that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, he changed his game around and now he's just like actually the pest that we called him in the beginning. (laughs) Um, Like he's just a pest now. And I think also, you know, he has that fight in him, I suppose you could say like that the Bruins kind of embody, like not that he can, portrayed the big bad Bruins in any way, but I kind of like that attitude too, behind the sea, what, what are your thoughts, Chris?
1: Dude, I just love Brad Marchand, and I am so happy for him. Mm-hmm. Um Just on like a personal level, like he he and Patrice Bergeron have been attached to at the hip basically since he, maybe like the year after he started in Boston. Black and yellow, um, black and yellow, black and, and <laughs> Just to to have his best bud retire, uh kind of in, in heartbreaking fashion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's gotta be really tough emotionally and uh, to kind of have that honor bestowed upon him uh following that. Uh definitely really nice consolation prize, I guess. And uh you know, it would have been really easy just to kind of skip over him and give it straight to Charlie McAvoy, but uh Glad to see he's uh, getting his turn, and I, I think that probably indicates as long as his uh, as long as his legs stay fresh and, and whatnot, that he's going to stick around for at least a couple, two, three more years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't think they would have given him the C if, if he was planning on retiring after this season. So right, yeah,
0: uh, that that spells contract for me for mm-hmm. um, sure yeah I think it, I mean he is this Marshy situation has always been kind of weird because I, I loop him in with you know Bergie and Chara in that you know 2011 era but he was so young that now you know he's still here he's kind of that bridge that the Bruins really need in a, in not only the skill and offense that he brings but as a leader um, and I think he's surrounded by a great group of younger guys that are like coming into that leadership. I mean, McAvoy is the next captain, hands down. And I think, and I don't know if they'd go with Pasta as a captain over McAvoy. Um, he's wearing the A. Yeah, I mean, they're both wearing the A. And I think Pasta will continue to be wear the A. And I think he's a leader. I think McAvoy, they're trying to kind of groom into that role. Um, and it seems that it's kind of going that way. I was scared they were gonna select him now and skip over Marshy because of you know his past antics. And I was like, no,
2: he's he's not ready for that. But I could see him becoming the captain the future persona. There's a few things to add to that. You know, the Bruins, Marsh and McAvoy, everyone will tell you they don't really have a captain per se. It's it's a group effort, right? It's a wee thing as you know jeremy swayman and Lena almark have been saying for their entire existence um uh, so regardless of when charlie mcavoy eventually takes over as captain and david Pasternak is just an alternate it's not going to be like okay everything is mcavoy's decision now no he'll turn to his fellow companion in pasta and whoever else gets ca at that point yeah and he's Say like, all right, here's what I've got for an idea. What do you guys think? And, and where do we go from here? And the other thing with that being that it seems to me, Charlie McAvoy, he is definitely more approachable in terms of media members, in terms of new players, what have you. It's it's not a shot at David Pasternak at all. He's the funniest guy in the room outside of Brad Marchand. Uh, he is tremendous in terms of Getting to know some of the younger guys and being more recognizable in terms of demographics and generational things, but uh, it just seems like as McAvoy has been a bit more involved in the community and a bit more involved with press, you know, NHL.com, international things, whatever they do, that that kind of lends itself to the natural transition at some point from Marshan to McAvoy being the face of the franchise and having Pasternak just play his game. He doesn't have to focus on all the responsibilities that go in addition with being the captain. And that's where I always say, your best player does not have to be the captain. I mean, the Florida Panthers at one point had Derek McKenzie as their captain for a couple of seasons, or at least one by the end of his career. And he was a fourth liner and Again, it's not about being the best player. It's about being the best leader and, you know, the most professional. And the whereas a coach is the bridge between the players and management, the captain is the bridge between players and yes, the coach and management as well, but also the, the bridge between the players and the press, the players and the fans, the players and you name it. So yeah. the way that they've been Kind of raising Charlie McAvoy and seeing him take the initiative on his own tells me mm-hmm. that he would be after Brad Marchand, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, marshy has got two years left on his contract. Probably can get at least one more year out of him after that. I don't necessarily think he'd be taking a page from me on the hey, Duke, and saying, you know what, I'll do it this year, but then next year I'm giving it to the next guy because I just don't want to have it for that long. And you know, we're as an organization, we're at a transition point. But uh, but I, I do look at him as kind of being like the Milan Heyduke of the Boston Bruins in terms of captaincy, where 20 years from now, maybe you don't remember that Brad Marchand was this type of a leader, but his impact
1: will be tremendous. Yeah, I mean, I do think that's a good point. Your, your best player doesn't have to be your captain. I think uh, Chicago's doing an interesting thing with not having a captain assuming that they're going to wait and see on Connor Bedard and see if he's kind of, he's the kind of guy they want to just give the C to. Um, Interesting kind of in Toronto when John Tavares came over and they were like, all right, let's, let's give this guy the C and they didn't wait around to see if Austin Matthews was going to be him. And, uh, I think maybe they made the wrong choice on that. I don't know. Um, Didn't they actually do a, a gap year between
2: there? Well, they had a few years in between. They, well, they I, did. I have the chart in front of me. The The Maple Leafs had a vacancy between the 2015-2016. After Dion Phaneuf in 2016, they had three years off. The first year of John Tavares' playing time with Toronto, he wore an A, and then they gave it to him. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's people that are going to be like, it should be Austin Matthews, but John Tavares had also previously been captain of the New York Islanders. Now there, you might say, but he was the best player on that team. Yes, but there's, you know, there's some exceptions to the rule in terms of your Gabriel Goggs, your John Tavares, your potential Connor Bedard in terms of young leadership and coming in at the right time and giving them a year or two in the league before just slapping on a letter onto their jersey.
1: Yeah. Drew, it's a pretty sick view of your mic right now.
2: Right? Because I've, I've never been a fan of giving it to the best player or just giving it to a young guy that you're like, well, he's going to be here for forever. It's like, no, maybe ease him into it. Yeah.
1: I, I do think you need a combination of that because it is kind of like the the captain is you know, not necessarily part of the coaching staff, but definitely an extension of the coaching staff. And you want continuity cool. there in the same way that you want continuity coaching staff. Right. And so giving the C to a guy who is either, you know, too old. Um, that's, that's kind of the risk with a guy like Marshan right now um, or giving the C to somebody who doesn't have the years on their contract can be kind of a negotiating tactic for their agent. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it. it doesn't mean a whole lot in terms of what happens on the ice, but it does mean a lot in terms of what's you know, the what, temperature of the room for the, for the players them. in the room. And it does mean a lot for, for that particular player who does get the, the C. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do think, you know, what Marchand's contracts up at the end of this year um, that, that gives him some, some leverage saying, Hey, like, you know, I understand this is how old I am. Uh, but you know, you you want me to stick around? Maybe it's not about the money at this point. Maybe it's about getting a couple extra years of term. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an important thing for him both, you know, in terms of the honor of, you know, being the captain of an original six team and, also being able to cash in on that.
2: And, and being named captain in the centennial season as it is. You know, there's a lot of people are like, oh, it would have been great to see Patrice Bertrand reach 20 years and coincide with the 100th year and be the captain at all. But at the same time, he's happy to retire before the 100th season kicks off. He'll get his jersey retired likely at some point this year. I mean, what could be better than that? And his best friend gets to be captain now.
0: You got to break the rule for the Patriots Hall of Fame. Let them in early.
2: <laughs> I mean, they, the Bruins, typically, they do it right when it's a player that has been around for like a decade or more that they know. I think back to you, Ray Bork, that was pretty much right away. And some others that were pretty much right away. Bobby Orr, no, no waiting period there. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. he spent a couple of seasons, parts of a couple of seasons, with Chicago, and his knees did him in. But ultimately, it was okay. As soon as you're back here, it's it's gone. It's going in the rafters.
0: Yeah, um there was a little bit of a wait while people just gave him a standing ovation for like <laughs> ten minutes or whatever it was. I, I have a feeling it will be similar for Bergeron. I think that's a thirty-seven
2: be... minute moment of. <laughs> 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 oh God.
1: It's going to be silent for uh, two intermissions and three minutes after the game. <laughs> I
2: would like to see a team, and I don't think many NHL teams have done it, where they retire the number post-game, because we see it all the time with like Celtics games and whatnot, just for the awkwardness of the vibe. If it's a win, everyone's like, hey, we're feeling great. It's going to be fun. But if it's a loss, then it's like, what are we doing here? This could yeah. have been done in an email. Get it? Just get it up there. <laughs> we want to leave.
0: Yeah. Um. I guess we're gonna head into an ad break, folks. All those advertisers, which I think is just DraftKings now. Yeah, it's just DraftKings this month. We feeling the sweat. Um, if you're feeling the sweat, Lancey's got you covered with DraftKings Sportsbook, which is back with another week of football and some nice NFL action with great offers. Every single game day, new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code THP and new customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code THPN, the crown is yours gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort Kansas licensee partner Golden Nugget Lakes Charles LA 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario or ont c sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gambling resources uh bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply Oh, oh, great deals from DraftKings Sportsbook. <laughs> <he at> <laughs>
2: that sounds authentic.
0: Well, it'll be great because I I also don't use this microphone when I do the ads. I use my computer.
2: It'll be great microphone. when you force Cam to edit and he'll <laughs> just listen to it. How, it like yeah, you.
0: but it, that shows how much I, uh, I give a shit. All right. So y- you know what I do give a shit about?
1: The THPN Global Series Contests.
0: Oh, yeah I saw that come through on Slack too, but I didn't open it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All I saw was uh, I some real disappointment from uh, from Dylan about only like 10 percent of the the hosts on our network promoting stuff for us. so uh we will we will be part of the the uprising or whatever I don't know. Uh, Yeah, check out the... (laughs)
2: We're just going to like overthrow the network. (laughs) Check out the
1: THPN Global Series contests. How do the folks do that? Retweet this stuff. Um, Let's see. There's a watch party. Uh, Hockey's here. Bench clearers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll retweet this. Repost it, whatever. Uh, we're, we're still going to call this Twitter, right? Oh, I still call it Twitter all the time. Um,
0: no, it's X, bro.
2: Yeah,
1: there's a...
0: Of the times.
2: Does that mean I can say I finally have an X?
1: <laughs> oh, hey. hey wait, oh, yeah. Be here... Thank you. Thank you. We'll be here all week. Um, yeah. So, this is a uh, bench clearers, uh, one of those kind of like basketball jersey looking things. Looks like the Kings reverse retro. Um, so, yeah, use uh, the code THPN sent me to get 15% off your order on clearers. And then, uh, if you comment who scores the first goal for the LA Kings tonight. And you get it right, then uh, you might you might win.
0: Tonight. Oh, well, I hope you guessed it Which last Friday, more.
1: folks. Pierre de It I'm to go with Pierre de <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. There's a coyotes one. Oh gotta go it, with Clayton Keller. Name any coyote other than
2: Clayton. Carter. Ready? Go. Barrett Hayton. There you go. Um, Drew, Drew, you got one? Oh, the sun devils. <laughs> I mean, that counts for something. Points for effort.
1: All right. So this one is for today. I assume this is going to be released tomorrow and tomorrow is the, the day when, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you can still use the code THPN sent me to get 15 percent off your bench clearers order. These uh, these like uh, hockey jersey, basketball things. The uh, I mean, the Cachino one looks pretty sick. So, um, cool. yeah, do do your worst over there. D- literally, everybody's saying Clayton Keller in the comments here. <laughs> I've not seen anything other than Clayton Keller. So. I love it. I'm gonna go ahead and comment Bar- Barrett Hayton. Jason and Zucker, come on, Made
2: some big signings in free agency. Um, But yeah, there's our great app.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to help out the network that we're, uh, that yeah. we're propping up.
0: Hey, you can follow them on X or Twitter or freaking whatever. Oh, if I were a producer, uh, I'd be
2: 100%. just shaking my head at the number of make-goods that we'd have to do now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, but we are here to talk sweaters.
1: Um, yeah, that's a good segue. We're we're using, we're going with basketball hockey jerseys to sweaters. Are you a fan of turtleneck sweaters?
0: (laughs) (laughs) From tanks to tops, we go. Um, I kind of wanted to run through these like one at a time.
1: Yeah, let me pull Um, these
0: bitches up. And I was thinking of starting with the away jersey. Um it is generic but it is a throwback and also i i I mean i guess you can kind of loop the the away and home jersey i want to wait on that alternate because uh, i have thoughts on that but like i guess we gotta start with the gold trim on these like when i first saw the gold trim it was like the close-up teaser ones that they were posting on instagram and stuff and i was like oh no they're going gold. Are we going to have gold buckets like the Golden Knights? And um, But it's like a very kind of muted, I suppose, gold. And it looks really good. I think they pulled it off well for going with that gold. Um, what were, what are your guys' thoughts on, on that before, I guess, we get into the rest of the jersey? This is
1: the white away jersey.
0: I, I kind of looped them in both for the gold conversation, but then I was going to go into more detail later. Okay. With the. Away.
1: And the- My my problem with the away is the like it's there's nothing with the shoulders. Like it's just all Mm -hmm. white. And then that doesn't work with the too many stripes. Because the that's the biggest thing that people
2: when they can't seem to find the words to explain what feels off about it, is that they don't realize just how long a yoke has been around for the Bruins, uh, both in years. Prior And then in the current era, as you might say, from the 2007 to 2023 style jersey with a slight change for the Adidas takeover in terms of jersey suppliers. But if you remember from 1974 until 1995, which these 100th jerseys are loosely based on with the exception of the sleeves, which the striping of that is more if you look back to the 19. I don't know the 50s 60s yeah uh, with the the crazy striking that they had and the Johnny Bucyk Not days, every throwback is good <laughs> just prior to John, to the Bobby Orr era uh you know it's it's a combination of a lot of different elements and it certainly throws people off because you've come to expect that the Bruins will have black or gold on the shoulders except for the like 23 years that they didn't and now they've gone back to that, which is what people have wanted them to do for years.
1: But now that we've seen it. Look, Lancey, I love you, man. I get that. You're trying to, I'm not saying that these jerseys are this. spectacular. this. No, no, no. <laughs> that I, I, I'm not ascribing any feelings uh, from you to these, but you're, you're trying to defend their existence. Um, I have, I have no real problems with them. It's just like, the combination, especially on the Away, I think I think the no-shoulder colors or anything on there I works better at least on the logo, black. At least a logo. It, it works better on the black. There is there is a, a logo on the shoulder. I think it's the... Is there? Yeah. The Centennial. Yeah, it's the Centennial patch. Um, oh. But... It would have looked better with... I'm, I'm currently looking at the with picture the in Connor Ryan. I don't know who the... Connor Ryan, I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh Konar. The, conan ryan conan, conan, O'Brien. Conan, O'Ryan. <laughs> conan, O'Brien. <laughs> conan o'brien wrote in uh, um this is now celebrity surveys and yeah Stealing i think i think the the black one looks fine i think it i think it works a little better the white one just looks a little too plain um and it's just a combination of the too many arm stripes with mm. the no shoulder thing like it just looks like you moved all of the things going on from the shoulders to the elbows right. and that that just doesn't work for me the the gold doesn't bother me like i think that's cool for especially like for a special season like this it's yeah. like, like you said Drew, it's muted it's not it's not like extra shiny or sparkly i think it's pretty cool yeah
0: it's not it in your They're gonna sell, bro. Whoever came up with them is—I hope they got royalties because they're gonna sell like mad. I think. (laughs) No way they did, but could be uh
1: Let me pull up up Sean's. Let me pull up Sean's uh, fix while you guys talk, and I'll see what he did with Um, them.
0: I was like. I, I like the black one and i agree with you chris in terms of the shoulders i think especially the white one looks really plain it kind of looks like a practice jersey in a way until you uh, it actually really just does kind of look like a practice jersey in some ways obviously you get down to the stripes and you're like oh maybe this is a little bit more but um i also don't like in general i don't mind the the stripes on the arms i i agree chris like it, it doesn't really balance out like it's like they put what's on the should be on the shoulders there but i like lancey said it's kind of that throwback style that's what they wore back in like the 40s and even the, i think their first ever jersey had like a bunch of stripes down there. um and it was like the no no it wasn't that the first one. ever jersey was very very plain
2: okay was i mean, like think Brown so the 2016 winter
0: classic jersey? maybe i'm thinking of
2: the socks of that original one that had all the stripes maybe i'm the uh if Way anything, off. they added more stripes in the second season, but then the the best kind of almost barber pole style look that they had, which was ultimately their third season, that you might be thinking of. But the very first jersey, if you remember, was just a 2016, were a classic jersey, button brown instead of black. Gotcha. Anyway, yeah, All
0: I right. like them. <laughs> I don't so he- mind the stripes on the.
1: So here's what Sean did to fix the the jerseys and I, I like this actually. So on the white Jersey, or I guess he did the same for the white and black jerseys. He took out the middle stripe on the elbows. So it's two, it's two of the same colored stripe back to back. It's going to be uh, gold. I think he went yellow, yellow. No. Yeah. So gold, black, black, gold on the elbows and then he matched that on the bottom uh, so added one stripe on the bottom I hope um, you got
0: a thousand words for this because that's how much a picture's worth.
1: Hell yeah <laughs> um, and I I think he also added uh, a shoulder patch to the other side and kind of moved them a little bit further forward so you can see them better in front um, that might just be the template in terms of where they're yeah. I might be, but I, it really, especially on the black jersey, like in this picture of Brandon Carlo wearing it, just like you can't even see it. Um, yeah, that, I think that's a good fix. He didn't do anything extra with the shoulders. And then he kind of bolded the collar. So the white jersey has a black, like a thick black collar. And then the black jersey has a thick yellow collar, um, and I think that kind of takes away from the blandness of, uh, especially with nothing on the shoulders. Doing nothing with the collar also is a little bit off. I think that was something that I wasn't really noticing in the first. That's place. one thing that stood out to me
2: since Adidas took over as the official jersey supplier. Uh, the first couple of years, they did no these plugs. really different <laughs> jerseys. They did these really. <laughs> unique collar treatments where you were just like, huh, that doesn't really make sense to me because you would almost prefer a more natural feel to it. But then, you know, they started mixing that up a little bit and Seattle, they did, they hit it out of the park with just a blue yoke and a blue collar and then a white yoke and a white collar. But now they've almost made an overcorrection because with this centennial Jersey, you want a little something to kind of break it up. And if they just made a black collar on the white jersey, you don't even have to make it a gold collar on the, the home jersey. But just something to make it less matching the ice would have made it pop a little bit more as a road design. Which Sean did a pretty good job of of capturing. I don't know if I like the bottom sleeve treatment, but I do like the arm, the... the uh, the removal of one stripe or two depending on how you look at it
1: yeah um what do you mean by the bottom sleeve treatment the uh the bottom sleeve i mean the the waist that's right. Oh, yeah <laughs> <added> <laughs> body,
0: you me. know that third sleeve
1: <laughs> that takes up most of a shirt i yeah i i agree uh no I, well, no, no of offense to sean i think you did a great it. job but yeah I, I agree i think adding the extra stripe is unnecessary down there I'm going to call him Sean Rajote, just to add insult
0: to injury. Um,
2: I I do love Sean's designs all the time. And then there's, you know, the slight little things where I'll be like, I would have done it this way. And that's just, that's fine. That's what people do. It's (laughs) all subjective. Like,
1: I'm sure there are people who absolutely love these jerseys and are just like, why not add more stripes to the arms? So I, I mean, I would do that for the fun of it. I think it should just that. <laughs> be all stripes.
0: Feel like the old Pittsburgh. There's a there's a uh, Chicago Steelers jersey. jersey. This is, yeah, yeah. This...
2: <laughs> Remember the um, days when the Ottawa Senators and the Seattle Metropolitans would go against one another, and they forced someone to just break out white T-shirts because they were too similar otherwise.
0: Um, Lance, you had said something about you know the the away jerseys would pop more if they weren't the color of the ice. And that kind of leads me to the alternate jerseys where oh, yeah. they're like a, the, these are these are fucking perfect. Um, they the off-white is off so classic, dude. I make my jerseys in like NHL 23 that they just look so much better. Like uh, I I really like that. Um, the logo with the 1924 on it is really awesome. I, mm-hmm. I'm glad it doesn't say like a hundred years or something like that. Love that it's the year. Uh, I mean the B is great. It's the modern B with kind of that classic look. The, the shoulders with the amount of yellow and the the served
2: like, B, as they say.
0: The little, okay. So the shoulders, you know, they're yellow. The collar's yellow. The little black. I mean, maybe it's a dark brown. They're kind of going it's with a dark brown with the it's, pants. It's a brown head. and gold jersey. Well, so what they did with the winter classic jerseys, some of them anyway, they were way darker brown slash black than they were. This is I'm,
2: roughly think, the same brown. Yeah.
0: No, I'm just saying like it looked a little different uh, on the ice. But anyway, the right. I'm that is little the on the community. on the chest, like before it goes into the off white, like I've never really liked those on jerseys. I don't think it necessarily makes this jersey look bad. That's kind of just my taste on whatever home away jersey on some NHL team. And the Bruins have even had that. I'm not a huge fan, but that's the only thing I I personally can pick out that I don't like about the jersey. Like it, it's they they knocked it
1: out of the park for me. They went very similar to the Boston Pride thirds from last year. Um, I, I love that cream color. Um, it, I have a a San Diego Padres like throwback jersey that's like a cream with like some black pinstripes. It, just like one of my favorite sports apparels that I have. Um, I think this is an underutilized thing. I think white can be fresh in certain circumstances, but it's so overused because they use it for almost every way Jersey. Um, it's let's go with more creams, more off whites, more grays. Come I on. the On the Bruise and
0: Bruise podcast. Bruise and Bruise podcast. podcast we Cash
1: rules cream. everything around me. Episode whatever of the Bruins and Bruins podcast. Hey, the Hockey Podcast Network
0: podcast presented by Bruins Diehards and maybe actually maybe not Bruins Diehards, uh, Pride Diehards,
1: maybe Where, there's so much up. <laughs> we'll we'll figure that out what's
2: happening. Diehards.
1: Uh, we do. We do need to discuss. Uh, Yeah, the PWHL team, we can probably do that on the next episode. A little bit. Yeah, we got to bring Oliver on for that for sure.
0: Um. Let's see. Lancey, you have
2: anything on the to go into on the, the alternate? Any feelings on, well, my last thought on the alternate is that it's fantastic. And uh, I love the little ode to the 25th anniversary jersey with the 1924, where it used to be 24, 49, that sort of thing. Um, I would like to see these stick around longer than just one season. But if you do that, then you're probably going to get rid of the 1924. In the crest, you might make one or two more small tweaks to it, Um, but you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's it's also a good base if you were to do a rebrand from the design that was in the 99th season to the 101st season. If you want to go more in the direction of the alternate, but in black and gold, and then unfortunately for Chris, white and gold and black for the road jersey. I would be fine moving in that direction. But uh, if they don't want to just do a complete rebrand like that, then just keep these as the alternate because people are going to love them. I
0: think they should just do like different black jerseys and just be like, and when they're on the road, like, fuck you, you got to not do our, our black jersey to whatever other teams like the LA. Like, sorry, I'll get lie. your roads out.
2: I would bring back Forum Blue if I'm the Kings. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, but I, I really love that off-way. I think that's awesome. And also, you don't see a lot of teams go with the, the white for the alternate, too. And that's just such a throwback. Those used to be the home jerseys, it's the cool. white. They switch. They switch. It's marketing, people. Don't be fooled. It's also fooled. not
2: the way it it's really always cool. supposed to be, because it's gone back and forth a bunch of times. Don't listen to your dad when they say that, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. No, they, the, the league has switched between dark jerseys and white jerseys in the one hundred plus year history. It doesn't matter. If
1: you all like sports. a jersey, buy Football it. Football used to be that way too. Football's now usually the NFL is just like whatever you want. No, they're all over the, the, the
2: Panthers players. will bring they used out like to just five be Dallas
0: that went across uh like went against the grain and always wore
1: the I mean, and teams the, would purposely
0: the, wear their away jerseys at home to make them wear the blue jerseys. The NBA stupid. has it right though, because
1: <laughs> they're doing new jerseys every year and they're still like keeping some of the older ones in rotation. and uh... The one thing I have a bone to pick with with the NBA
2: is when the playoffs roll around. I would like a little bit more consistency because mm. if I'm a fan and I want to wear a jersey and show up to the game, you know, like, oh, i part of the team. I really need to know what I'm wearing ahead of time. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I like the tradition of like, you know, you don't wear your alternates in the playoffs and stuff like that. Or
2: in you hockey, do, in you, you get hockey. to choose like, all right, our alternate will be our home jersey. And then the road jersey
1: is the road jersey. And you I stick think with you that. should be able to wear alternates in the playoffs just to switch up vibes if you're. Oh, yeah. If you're, I mean, if you're true. the Boston Red Sox and just yeah. switch to yellow all around, they and, really uh, need to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yellow and blue, the new Red Sox colors. Uh, <laughs> just wear your UCLA Bruins hats, everybody that they'll check out
0: nice that's the final word on sports um all sports Sh- every sport <laughs> every sport all. the world's ending we're all gonna di-